Hello, and welcome to the NFL Nerd. I'm your host, a.k.a. the NFL Nerd, Alden Whitlow. And this is going to be a recent episode, as it is being recorded around four hours before it will come out. I honestly don't know how long it will be, so if I finish up at eight, it will be recorded for uh, before it come out. Again, next school year, I'm probably going to be recording, and they'll be coming out on Wednesday, like, Wednesday afternoon, and then, of course, today stuff will be more pre-recorded, mostly because I just have a lot of plans going on. Now, the reason that I'm recording this so late is because I've been at my grandparents' house since Monday, so I might have missed out on some big news, which I will talk about for a minute. So, like, it has been a while since I really thought about the NFL and the NFL nerd so there's gonna definitely be stuff to talk about and then today i got up at 6 a.m and drove the two hours from my grandparents my dad and my mom drove the two hours from my grandparents house to our house i stayed at our house for 50 minutes at camp and played ultimate for i don't know i think seven hours so I am pretty tired. I might not sound on my best today, but don't worry. I'm feeling good. It's also a really hot day. I'm in Seattle. It's been a big heat wave. The reason I stayed at my grandparents on Monday, missed a day of ultimate camp, mostly just because they had air conditioning and we do not, and I am still super hot, and it's only probably less 79, less than 80 outside. So, on that note, I want to talk about something that I really respect, and that is Carl Nassib, and he came out as gay, and I really hope that this means that other athletes can come out as gay and not be shamed, because there have been so many, because there's been, like, definitely a few athletes that came out as gay, and then they've just been out. Like, I read a story about Glenn Burke. He created the high five and was like, oh, known all over the world. And then he announced he was gay and everyone's like, oh, he sucks. So, pride, big movement. I fully support LGBTQ and just a lot of respect to Colin Nassib. And just how he came out. He is not going to be on my top 100 list, but I do follow him on Instagram now. I'm a big fan, so... Yeah, I don't know if he's a starting one or not. But yeah, like the message was also just like, hey, I'm gay. But really, it's the fact that he has to announce that. That is kind of stupid. Because that's how our planet is shaped right now. Is that you have to announce that you're gay. Especially if you're a public figure. Like a lot of my friends have done it in subtle ways. And we've just all been fine with it. I live in a pretty democratic place. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't a lot of stuff, but my the way the place that I am in is that most of my friends and most of the people around me support LGBTQ, and that is a really good environment for me to be in. There are two other sports that had sort of big things going on. So, of course, we've got the NBA Conference Finals. I, my winner who I had winning it all, still in the race. 
I had Sunsley in it all. But then I also had the them being the Nets. So that doesn't look like that's going to happen now. But Suns winning, that that is still plausible as they are now the favorites. And I am cheering for them to win. I can't cheer for an LA team as I live in Seattle and just no one likes LA teams. I sort of like the Hawks. I really don't like the Bucks. I think Giannis is a bit overrated and that is a way big opinion. Like that is just wow. But then another thing that happened with the NBA was the lottery. I watched that. I guess I just watch random stuff that doesn't matter technically. I can get the, the draft, the lottery, it matters, but like you can also just rewatch it and be like and sim through everything until they get to who they were picked or just read an article about it. Like it was just kind of silly. I wanted the Rockets to get it because I've like calculated this whole thing about how if the Supersonics actually stayed in Seattle and didn't change James Harden, then what would happen? And they would be around the Rockets right now after winning like three championships. So that's pretty cool. So I was really hoping that the Rockets would get it, but they did not. Also, in my background, you might hear random things like you might hear random things you might hear random things like my brother playing a show who wanted to be on this but he's just feeling tired I'm not sure if he's gonna be on it I think he might want to be a bit more of a usual guest than I want him to be this is sort of my show I have to get my friend Eunice on this sometime soon but I honestly don't know how he'd feel about that and I, of course, would like to interview an NFL player. That'd always be great, and that would be really cool. So, I would like to start off my top 100. And today I'm doing 100 through 50, and next week I will do 50 through 1, plus my honorable mentions from 101 to 100. I don't know when the rankings are going to come out for I don't know when the rankings are gonna come out for the player vote on YouTube but I'm bringing mine out so that I can compare mine later on this summer and we're totally gonna see so I'm sorry that I am getting all these texts I'm not meaning to like my friends are just big texters and I don't know when to stop but yeah I'm really excited for this episode. I hope it goes well. So let's start off with number 100, which I think is actually a big one because then as you get in, you're like, oh, actually, these guys are fine. Okay, number 100, Amari Cooper. Now, this is a wide receiver that I think is really underrated because he's definitely the best wide receiver on the... He's definitely the best wide receiver on the Cowboys. But then he can also, like, play with any QB. He played with Derek Carr put up good numbers he played with Ben DiNucci and put up good numbers like if that doesn't say enough I don't know who I need to convince because Amari Cooper is so underrated and he is a top 15 guy and all of these lists are a top 15 guy none of these guys are not a top 15 at their position so Amari Cooper underrated Cowboys Cowboys definitely have a shot at winning it this year. Dak is back. Zeke is on his game. Like, as long as injuries don't hold them back, 
they're a big favorite, and they might be my favorite to win it. Number 99, Byron Jones. Now, his name has sort of been put under dust, in my opinion, after Javian Howard. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I better not be saying the wrong guy. Because <laughs> I, like, swear if I'm... Xavier Howard. Sorry. I said Javian Howard. I meant Xavier Howard. After Xavier Howard took over. And he used to be on Dallas, but I think he's still underrated. And he's a really good cornerback that people should pay attention to. Because he can come under a radar. Even as a CB2. And that is big. He can defend. Cornerbacks and safeties are my favorite position. I don't follow Byron Jones necessarily a lot but I think that I should follow him more I think he makes good enough plays number 98 Harrison Bucker now this is our first kicker on the list I mean there might be a few more higher up but kickers are important and I would say they're more important than punters mostly because they can get a lot of points and probably the most scoring person on your team will be the kicker and I just so underrated because you might be like, oh, a 20-yard kick. That is easy. It is not easy to do a 20-yard kick. Like, that is hard. Because you have to, you, like, have to swing your leg hard. Like, if you've ever played soccer, there are the good soccer players that are, like, all speedy. But then, like, there are also the ones that are really powerful. I think those guys are also given not enough credit. Like, those guys are all... Like, booting the ball as hard as they can. And that is just amazing. And Harrison Bucker is one of those guys. And I think he's a bit more power. And I'll talk about an accurate one a bit later. But Harrison Bucker, like, kickers just under it in general. He is definitely in the top three kickers. I only had top three kickers because I didn't think I'd use more than three. <laughs> 97, Robert Woods. And this is going to start, I'll talk about it more when we get to the 94th spot, but there's a big debate about who is the best Rams wide receiver. So I'm going to talk about that more. Let's just talk about Robert Woods right now. He's a really good guy, and I don't think he's played for any other team, though. I'd have to look that up. And, like, he wasn't in it last year, but the other wide receiver was. But then he played... Like, he was in it two years before. Like, he's just been on and off, good and not good. I think this is the year to be good. He got Matt Stafford now. Like, yeah, if you're going to be good, now's the time. Number 96, Montez Sweat. So you got Chase Young coming off of one side, one of the best edge rushers in the league. On the other side, you got someone that's a bit less overrated. No, neither of them are overrated, but a li- bit less rated, like, a bit underrated he's like now falling behind chase young's like falling behind chase young but he is still a household name montez sweat and he's good i would agree but i was underrating like he does get a bit too underrated but i do think that he is not the best anymore he's losing some of his swag that he's had and he just is a bit more of a power guy than i like to see and Though he is a big part of that defense. Number 95, Cleveland Browns, John Johnson. New pickup, and this guy is phenomenal. Like, I don't think he's underrated, but I think he was at the beginning of the season. And this guy is just really good. 
and people should look at him like he's really good. His speed, his athleticism, that is just amazing and to perfection. He was a big part of the Rams last season and their way to the semi to the quarterfinals, I guess if you want to call it that. But that is something that I wanted to talk about. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup and Robert Wood. Those are two interchangeable guys. I think they are 13-14 for wide receivers. I got Cooper Cup ahead mostly because he is the wide receiver one there. Like, I think that Robert Woods is the wide receiver two. Now, always there's the slot guy and the outside guy, just like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like, I'm pretty sure Tyler Lockett is the number one guy there, which is crazy because DK Metcalf is the better guy. But also, like, there are different spots that a wide receiver will play. But Cooper Cup is playing that number one spot mostly because neither of them play in the slot too much. So, like, the Cooper Cup will be, if they need one wide receiver, it'll usually be Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is just phenomenal. Like, he won't catch those ones in the end zone. But, like, he's, it seems like he's been forgotten a bit. Number 93, Dion Jones. Dion Jones, I watch a YouTuber called Yo Boy Pizza, and he did fantasy draft and he got Dion Jones. And Dion Jones just got a golden ticket in Madden. I've talked about Madden in my last episode. Go check that out. Really fun episode. But he's a good linebacker that can go all over the field. A top Falcons player, honestly. Like, even though they have bad defense, this guy is still good, but he doesn't have much of a sporting cast. Now, the Falcons linebackers is what is some of what makes them good with Foyaseda Luakon and Deion Jones. But they don't, like, have the best defense. And they also have Grady Jarrett, but I think Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones are just overlooked just by how bad this defense is. And I'd like that to stop. Ronnie Stanley. This guy used to be higher. Like, he used to be the best Ravens player. And I know that wasn't in the last top 100 because Lamar got first. Still think that was way, like, stupid because, like, then Russ came in second. Like, Patrick Mahomes was fourth and third QB. And we'll, of course, get into that later. Like, next episode about who the top 50 are because those three are in the top 50. But Ronnie Stanley, I think his value has fallen Though, like, they just signed a new veteran. He's not really a veteran just yet. And, but, like, they just lost Orlando Brown. So now he's going to get a bit more of a starting role. And he helps out their running game, definitely. I think he's just a bit overlooked or overrated. Demario Davis, he's played on a lot of teams. But I guess, like, the Saints just were the team that he wanted, that he needed. And... I, don't, I think he's overrated because Cameron Jordan is better, but not good enough for, like, a top 10 defensive in, uh, defensive lineman. But then, like, he he's older than people think, and then he plays old sometimes, too, which I think is sometimes not the best. And, like, I have a linebacker two spots ahead of him that I just think actually just overpasses him a lot more. There's just, like, a big drop. So... Number 90, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is good out of the passing game and good in the running game. And I know he was injured a lot last year. Prior of his rankings probably went down. But he is still a good running back. And I think people need to remember that. 
because he can help out this Chargers team and he's a good part of it. Like, he is probably the third best player on that Chargers offense. And the Chargers are just a really good team and I think that is sometimes overlooked. And when you overlook that, you overlook Austin Eckler who put up that amazing performance. Let's remember he's also from Division 2, which is crazy. Like, how is that guy from Division 2 and is now a top 10 running back, probably? Like, that is just insane. Number 89, Zadarius Smith. Now, Zadarius Smith is a Packers linebacker. I really call him an edge. Like, he'll just come off that edge blazing. You honestly don't want him. He's looked over, though. Like, a lot of people are like, who, who is he? Who are you talking about? I don't think he is near the best person in the defense. I think there are at least two players that are better. And, like, those players would be something like Kenny Clark and Jai Alexander. And there might even be some more. But, like, he is a bit overlooked, but then he is also good. So, yeah. Okay, next one is Darius Slay. And I need to put him on the list because he's usually on this list. That doesn't mean that he's good, but it does mean that he's a good cornerback and is now overlooked. Like, it doesn't mean that it... So, Darius... So just because Darius Slay is on the Eagles, right? He's on, does yeah, doesn't mean that he is bad now. Like he is still good, and I think he just had an off season last season, and I think he'll be good this season. So let's go on to the next one, Ezekiel Elliott, and this guy's dropping mostly because he just had down season and it wasn't just because of injuries or because people weren't there and don't make that excuse Ezekiel Elliott had an off season last season and I don't know if he can bounce back or not and they have to and he has to bounce back for the Cowboys to be a contender for like a top seed in the playoffs so he like that would be appreciated and then also just be appreciated if he could get in the passing game too, like he just had a bad season last season, and that is not what anyone wanted to see. And I know fantasy players like myself are like, "What is happening?" And I'm not sure. And I think just his stock and everything fell. And they're like, "Yep, no, he's not those anywhere close." Okay, next one. Uh, no, not Zikalili. Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett is another guy that I think just got forgotten a bit over the Tom Brady Fournette playoff Fournette and Rob Gronkowski hype like I think that defense sort of got forgotten even though they were good and that is something that I don't like and Shaquille Barrett is still good and like this is, oh my god, I just, I think I just saw a wasp in our house, which is not good. But Shaquille Barrett, just he can come off the edge, big part of the Buck Super Bowl. I would say the defense as a whole was a better 
part of a Super Bowl of the Super Bowl win than Tom Brady. And that is a big thing to say because Tom Brady was the MVP of it. So yeah. Eighty five. Young Way Koo. <laughs> Young Way Koo is my number one kicker. Mostly because of his mostly because of his accuracy and just the way he was accurate. And I know we missed that kick against the Chiefs at the end of the season, but that won't happen again. And I and he just got forgotten too much. And he is just amazing. And like I don't want to see Young Waku fall off again. I think this is one of the Falcons' best players. And I know it's a kicker, but he sh- should be one of the best kickers. Like, that is just really cool. TJ Hawkinson, a top five tight end. I'm saying that. Probably number four. It's a tough one between him and Mark Andrews, though. Like, sort of tough, okay? So don't blame me that I have TJ Hawkinson lower. So, TJ Hawkinson, one of the best players for the Lions. He's going to be a number one receiver, which I think is a big part. And he is a tight end, but like a small tight end and a young tight end. He got a big career left. I think he can do good. Aaron Jones. Talk about him being top five running back. Yeah, no. Aaron Rodgers isn't there, first of all. He falls. Aaron Rodgers is not there. He's gone. Off the board. Get out of here. Aaron Rodgers is there. We got a different story. But Aaron Jones is not the biggest rusher ever. And the fact that he's coming out of the passing game and the fact that he's not getting as many rushing yards is scary to me because, like, that's not what a running back's supposed to do. And then you switch to Jordan Love. I think you want more running game, and that is not where you want Aaron Jones to be. So, yeah. Marcus Peters. I need to add Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, Joe Burrow in the middle. I'm just going to say that. Marlon Humphrey, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, Marcus Peters. That's 80, 81, 82. Let's talk about Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters together. Two amazing Ravens cornerbacks. Let's remember that the Ravens had probably the second best defense in the league last year. They just stopped a lot of stuff, and that was the reason that Lamar could do can still do good because he can throw. He can't. He can't throw the ball. But then that doesn't matter because on their rushes that and they can get those field goals was Justin Tucker, who is one of the best, who is one of the best kickers in the league. But then their defense also holds up. And when your defense is when you're playing from behind, you seem to throw more. And that did not happen because of this defense and because of Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Joe Burrow got added to this list. And I think he is getting underrated because he was also on track to break records when he got injured. And I think that is too bad because honestly, out of draft, I was like, dude, he had really one good season. He had a little goodness in Ohio State. And one of my Ohio State friends was like, oh, Ohio State shaped him. They did not shape him. He did good in LSU, and I was really worried as he came out of college. I'm not worried now. He played good. I'm worried about his injury. I hope he can bounce back from that. I think it's easy to bounce back from that as long as they are making sure that they're careful around it. I think by the end of the season, he'll be fully fine. He'll be looking really good. Number 79, Brian Burns. Probably the second best Panthers player. And Brian Burns 
is just really good and he's young and I honestly didn't know about him for a while and now that I do I've fallen in love with him like wow he is great and I want him I'd want him on my team if I were them so Brian Burns like I haven't seen much of his tape but like I seen him playing games and he just looks good every time and I think he's just part of this Panthers offense that's like where are they gonna be this year and I honestly have no idea Brian Burns is trying to have an idea and for a team that had picked all defensive players and while still having Brian Burns I'm sure Brian Burns like was always in contention to get his spot stolen and he never did and that is good and he's just a good left end that is to be remembered and I think he got a lot of potential but as we're talking about potential let's go into Jonathan Taylor who I'm not the biggest fan of and I honestly think he's worse than Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift in fantasy like in real life he's amazing what I'm really worried about is that they re-sign Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines is still there I think Jonathan Taylor is great on the ground. Marla Mack is also great on the ground. I think he's great in the receiving. Naheem Hines is also great in the receiving. Both Marla Mack and Naheem Hines are good in both ways. And that is and that was a thing while Jonathan Taylor wasn't there. Naheem Hines would come out of the backfield. And I know Naheem Hines ex- succeeded when Jonathan Taylor was there. But, like, Marla Mack could get that grand game. And let's remember, Marla Mack was good. And I think he's just forgotten. And, and, like, he should honestly be the number two one. And you can get Jonathan Taylor in the pass game. And that is fine with me. Because Jonathan Taylor can also run every now and then. And two of our running backs are used for running. He can be like, Jonathan Taylor should be the third down back. And then you can put him on first and second down sometimes. But then Marlon Mack can be the first and second down back. But, like, mostly for blocking. Because, and it's fine with three running backs because I know this should be a run heavy team just because you got questions at quarterback and like not questions of who it's going to be but like questions of how they're going to do how Carson Wentz is going to do I'm a big Carson Wentz advocator I think he can have a good season here's the thing I should probably something that I'd like to talk about is like QBs that have their job on the line and two that I want to talk about are Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz Carson Wentz just came to the Colts, and if he d- does terrible, first of all, they don't get that first-round pick. Second of all, like, he, there might not be a team for him. Like, not many teams. The teams that have the bad QBs are the teams that have young QBs. And they're just going to keep believing in these guys. And But then we got Daniel Jones, who's young, let's be clear. But he, like, has not progressed into the Eli Manning that they hoped they would. But let's also be clear. Daniel Jones was taken, and everyone's like, dude, why didn't you take Dan- Dwayne Haskins? Who has the starting role now? Daniel Jones, still a starter in Giants. And I'm a big Daniel Jones fan, mostly because he is from Duke. I'm a big Duke fan. But Daniel Jones, good. Daniel Jones, life on the line. Job on the line. And then... Dwayne Haskins has already gotten his job taken away from. Let's be clear. Like, 
Dwayne Haskins was done with his job before Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy had a chance to take Daniel Jones' job. And they didn't do it, even though Colt McCoy did good. So they, I think they still have a bit of belief in him. Next up, Tyron Smith. I'm not the biggest offensive line fan. I'm not the biggest Tyron Smith fan. But he is good. He is a good tackle. Probably a great tackle in this league. He is old. He, he's a bit injury prone. I really, this is a make or break here for him, honestly. 76, Kenny Clark really underrated like amazingly underrated like there are good defensive tackles and then there's Kenny Clark and then there's good defensive tackles after and the fact that Kenny Clark got, got put smack dag in the middle and everyone's like oh he's not good is dumb because he is good and the fact that you're not respecting that is stupid Next up, Mark Andrews, and we're now at 75, so we're halfway through. We're also getting into guys that are a bit better, and after Zach Cunningham, so we got Mark Andrews and then we got Zach Cunningham, now we are in guys that are actually good, so Mark Andrews, Zach Cunningham. So now, let's go from 73 to 50. We're on guys that I would call top of the pack. These are guys that are in no way going to lose their job here. Like, these are some of the best of the best. Let's start off with Marcus May and he might be the best Jets player like there is no one else on the Jets that is close to being as good as him and that is fine because Marcus May is good like Marcus May filled in the role for Jamal Adams and he almost did as good as Jamal Adams like they played different playing styles but Marcus Mays is still really good. Like, that is just amazing. 72, Allen Robinson. I follow NFL Undercover. NFL Undercover, Undercover Sports Network, they're just amazing. Like, I just found them out, and they are amazing. They're just really cool. He had Allen Robinson as top five wide receivers? No. Mm-mm. No. I would not do that. Like, Allen Robinson is really good. I get it. He is one of the best Bears players. But he is not a top five wide receiver. Mostly because he's fallen off a bit. He also wants out of Chicago. I don't know how like that's going to go through. Next up, we have Trent Williams. And Trent Williams. Oh my god. My keyboard is uneven, which I don't like. Oh my god, why is a pencil under it? Um, Trent Williams, playing for the 49ers, one of the best tackles in the league, honestly. He's still got a career to go. I think it's cool that he stayed with the 49ers. I really would have liked it if he got into the Seahawks. I'm not the biggest offensive line fan, but I think this 49ers offensive line is good. I guess I'm sort of underrating the 49ers, but it's just hard to bounce back from that year where they just had so many injuries. Number 70, Chandler Jones. Do not forget about this guy. This guy was a top 10 player last year, and now I have him at 70. Like, that is so stupid. But it seems like the curse of age and injuries have got to him, and that is not the best. But I still think that he could put up numbers, and him and Juju Watt both coming off that left side, that is just dangerous. You should always worry about that. So number 69, Julio Jones. Just got traded to the Titans. People, 
he is worse than A.J. Brown. I am sorry, but yes. Like, no question he is worse than A.J. Brown. Age has gotten to him. If I said this in front of Foster, he'd be like, what are you talking about, Alden? But I honestly, I think this is a year that he also has to prove stuff. I think after this contract with the Titans, if he didn't perform good, he might be soon to be out of the league. He is arguably the best Falcons player of all time. And he only played, what, nine seasons there. I mean, that is a lot, but he'll be remembered as a Falcons player unless he wins the Super Bowl as to Titans. Number 68, Rodney Hudson. Where is Rodney Hudson? That is a really good question. All I know is that Rodney Hudson is amazing and one of the best centers in the league. He can snap the ball and get ready real quick. But the thing is, is that he is not on the Raiders anymore. And this does make me wonder, like, the th- did they cut him or did they, like, or did he do something wrong? But I think he went in free agency, but I'd have to check. I know there were a lot of offensive linemen that just got cut randomly. David Castro just got cut. And, oh my god, he's on the Cardinals. And he got named NFL's top center. You know, this does make me wonder, like, who named him NFL's top center. I wonder if the list has came out yet. Probably not. That would be kind of silly, but I do really wonder how stuff is going with Rodney Hudson. Now, like, the Cardinals have made tons of big moves, and this does make me wonder, hey, like, are they actually in a spot where they can do stuff? So, yeah. Okay, so let's go over to next one, which is Fletcher Cox. And Fletcher Cox is a defensive tackle that you should not forget about because he is one of the best defensive tackles. And the last one was Kenny Clark, but he is still good. And you need to remember that. Don't forget about Fletcher Cox. He can come in from the inside, just make you pay if you forget. So please do not forget about him. Okay, next one. Ryan Ramschek, and this is another good tackle that I honestly have no care for. I don't think this guy is good. I don't, I just don't think that this guy is a guy that you need to worry about, but a lot of people do. I haven't watched much of his tape. I'll watch some more. Maybe he's good, but I honestly don't know. His name's hard to pronounce, honestly. bless me and so I am definitely okay just move on from this guy and not talk about him next up JJ Watt and JJ Watt is okay yeah so they haven't announced their top 100 yet and JJ Watt just moved to the Cardinals and let's not forget that again he was also a really good defensive end And now we've got two great edge rushers on one team. And I think that is good to remember because J.J. Watt used to be the number one guy. And I think this can be a really good Cardinals team. And I think people are forgetting about that. And I know I just said that the 49ers, I may be underrating them. Everyone else is underrating the the Cardinals. And I might be overrating them, sure. But no, I'm not. Mm -mm. They can win the Super Bowl if needed to. And I'm just, yeah, I'm going to. 
Calm down. 64 is a guy that's really close to J.J. Watt. Cameron Jordan. And now that Drew Brees is gone, honestly, he got to really step up. Because Cameron Jordan is good. And Cameron Jordan is the guy that is going to be the leader for the Saints this season. If he needs to be. And he doesn't have a case of old. He doesn't have a case of... He doesn't have a case of age or injuries. And he's just underlooked compared to that Saints offense with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Now Drew Brees is gone and Michael Thomas has had injuries and is not doing the best. Cameron Jordan could step up. This leads me to my next offensive lineman who is better than Cameron Jordan. I am stating this now. Grady Jarrett. So underrated. And I know that defense wasn't good, but that is not Grady Jarrett's fault. That is not Grady Jarrett's fault. That is not Grady Jarrett's fault. Okay. So. He is good. He is better than Fletcher Cox, honestly. He can spin around just a much more... um, Just a much more agile defensive tackle, which you don't see a lot. I think that is something that is fun to see. So, the next one is Justin Herbert. I said Joe Burrow. Now I'm saying Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's really good. And I think that is something that people are not forgetting. (laughs) Because he might be a bit overrated. But honestly, like I think that even as a second-year player, he's really good. And I honestly don't know if people are going to forget about him or not. And he just broke records. 61, A.J. Brown. I just saw someone rank A.J. Brown as their number one receiver. What? No. He's really close to Julio Jones. He is top 10, but definitely not number one. Nowhere close to number one. A.J. Brown is really good. I think his production is going to go down now that Julio's there. And I don't like that, honestly. But I do like that because there's been debates about who's better, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. DK Metcalf is better. I'm sorry, but Tyler Lockett does not pose as much of a threat to your production as Julio Jones. Number 60, Saquon. And this might sound crazy for some of you, especially Giants fans. But Saquon has an injury problem. He had He's had one good season. So, honestly, I am not a big Saquon fan, and I like the Giants. So, hit on me all you want. But Saquon, not really all that good. Ooh. Harrison Smith, he is old, but he is still good, and don't forget about him, because he will just defeat you, and that is not something that you want, so I, so I would not try to do that. (laughs) Okay, number 58, Fred Warner, don't forget about this guy, he's hidden behind Nick Boza, he was even hidden behind Richard Sherman, which is stupid, because he's much better than him. I hope you didn't forget about him. Fred Warner and Darius Leonard, because he's next. Two linebackers that are honestly really good. Number 56, Ryan Tannehill. I'm not sure if I've talked about how underrated this guy is, but man, Ryan Tannehill is underrated. And, like, even in fantasy, by the way, gonna skip the fantasy rant today. I'm feeling tired. I'm not sure that anyone's even liking the fantasy rant. I honestly have no idea who's been listening to my podcasts anyway. But... Ryan Tannehill, he is a guy that, like, is underrated, and he has performed in a top-five manner in the past three seasons, which is crazy. 
Number 55, Roquan Smith. This is our fifth last one. I'm wrapping things up here. It might be a bit early, but also I am just so tired right now. I'm sorry. But Roquan Smith, and he is someone that gets overlooked by Khalil Mack. And I don't know why I keep saying everyone gets overlooked. I'm sort of repeating myself. I find these fun, but just as I get farther in, I'm finding it annoying. Also, I think I haven't watched enough of some of these guys' tape. That's fine. Roquan Smith, he's good. Dak Prescott, he come off of an injury. He is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. No question. Like, as long as he does good, he wins Comeback Player of the Year. There could be a small chance that Joe Burrow wins it, but it's usually going to be a guy coming off of an injury. Like, unless Ryan Shazier plays a game. Like, that would be, I I know, that's crazy, but unless Ryan Jathier plays the game, Dak is letting come back play the game. David Bakhtari. This was on the first guys that I was checking a list, and they had him as the number 11 tackle. I was like, no, he is number two. Or maybe I even put him as number one. I don't know where I put him on this list, but I think I put him as number one tackle. And I stick firm to this. David Bakhtari, he is amazing. Just, like, great. Number 52, Jesse Bates. The article that I read, he was at the number one safety. Definitely not, but he is good, and I thought he was underrated, but I guess he's not, and he might be a bit overrated by the way that he is. Like, Jesse Bates, didn't really hear his name for a while. I watched him. He's pretty good. 51, end it all. This is a fun one. We start with the Mari Cooper, end with the wide receiver too. It's Justin Jefferson. He is better than A.G. Brown. He is amazing. He was the best player to come out of that draft, even better than Justin Herbert. He broke records too, I'm pretty sure. And he's just, he's even a better receiver than Adam Thielen. And he is not even the wide receiver one. One more thing that I'd like to talk about, Euros just, Euros are happening. I'm not able to watch a lot of these things like NBA playoffs and Euros just because we don't have cable. But I think that's fun to notice for your soccer fans that listen to this. And... Thank you for listening to the NFL Nerd. Thanks for spending your time with me. Have a happy Wednesday or whatever date you're listening to this on. Thanks.